Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I am so excited to be with you as we start a new year. I want to acknowledge our global homecoming community. And thanks to our technology, I have information on our top cities where our listeners are listening from and our top countries. So I wanted to give you all a shout out. And if your city or country didn't make the list, that's all right. I'm still glad that you're listening. So our top 10 cities where we have people listening to the Homecoming podcast are number one, Los Angeles, where I live. Number two, Chicago. Number three, Atlanta. Number four, Johannesburg. Number five, Brooklyn. Number six, New York. Seven, Toronto. Number eight, Houston. Number nine, Dallas. And number 10, Charlotte, North Carolina. And let's take a look at our top 10 countries where we have people listening to the Homecoming podcast. Number one, the United States. Number two, Canada. Number three, the United Kingdom. Number four, South Africa. Number five, Australia. Six, Kenya. Number seven, Germany. Number eight, Sweden. Number nine, Nigeria. And number 10, Mes Amis in France. I am so glad that you all are here and listening and from every city and every country. Happy New Year. And I am excited to be with you. If you are new to the Homecoming podcast, I encourage you to write a poem about your homecoming journey and send it to me. And I'm excited. We have a poem from Stacy Torian, a poet, songwriter, and health sciences librarian in Durham, North Carolina. And Stacy's piece is called Honesty. When I cried, they said I was too sensitive. When I stood up for myself, they told me to sit down and ordered me not to argue. When I sang my song, they laughed. When I said I wanted to free the world, they told me that was not my job. When I handed them my heart, they gave me silence and walked away. When I told them I was one thing, they called me something else. And when I tried to be something else, they called me a fake. Honesty begins as a scream from a wound and ends on a scaffold. Outside my window, a hard rain falls, a million tears waiting on my spirit's casket. The eulogy is written, but I will not be the one to deliver it. They tell me honesty is a dead child inside me, but I can still hear her scream 
and I refuse to believe it. Oh, my goodness, Stacy. Thank you so much for that piece. And how many times have we known we were one thing, but had people call us something else, had people treat us like something else, and looking for that space, that place where we can be alive in our truth. So thank you so much for that piece, Stacy. I really appreciate it. And that brings us to our topic for today, which is healing trust issues, healing our trust issues. And when we think about trust, it can go in multiple directions, our trust of ourselves and our trust of other people as well. And many of us may have trust issues and find it difficult to believe people, to rely on people, to uh, actually imagine that people will keep their word, that they will uh, be loyal, that they will keep their agreement, that there will be some kind of follow through. And so when we have had our trust broken in multiple ways across the, uh, across the span of your life, it can really make it difficult not only for you to trust the person who broke your trust uh, or who broke the agreement, who let you down or disappointed you, but many of us then end up living with trust issues. And so it becomes a gap, a rupture, a hole in our relationships going forward and also with our relationship with ourselves. And so what are some signs that you may have trust issues? Uh, one of them is when you always assume that people are lying. And I have to tell you all this quick story. When I was going through college, I taught African dance at a local elementary school and I was teaching kindergartners, and I shared with them that while I am African-American, Black American, uh, that I spent high school living in Liberia, West Africa. And so another girl, a little girl in the class says, oh, um, my uncle's girlfriend is from Liberia. And then a different girl, this is kindergarten, a different girl says to the one who shared, are you sure? Because you know people lie, right? We're talking about a five-year-old whose assumption immediately, as soon as someone shared, was, well, you know people lie, so you can't really believe them. And many of us, uh, the, the brokenhearted aspect of our lives may have begun early, that you may have had early experiences of being let down, being disappointed, being betrayed, being abandoned, being violated, being misled, being, mis uh, being deceived. And so then as an adult, uh, we can walk around with this armor on uh, and really being like little investigators, right? That everything gets a side eye, everybody we hold at a distance. And so um, if the ways in which you go through life is assuming that everything is a lie and a trick, um, a manipulation. If you assume everyone is out to get you, 
uh, then it is definitely an area that you want to work on going forward um, is healing those trust issues. And so um, if you are always trying to catch people in a lie, you're always trying to, and now we're living in this era of the internet. And so, uh, so many people um, are uh, looking to find out who is the real person or who can I actually trust, but underneath they're kind of living with a rule of trust no one. And so if you live with the expectation that everyone is going to let you down. And so it's better not to trust anyone, not to rely on anyone, not to be open with anyone. And so you may be living uh, in real isolation, whether that is physically only, or sometimes you go around people but are emotionally disconnected. And a part of our homecoming is being able to be at home with ourselves in the presence of others. But if I can only be comfortable with myself by pushing everyone away and by uh, keeping all of my feelings, all of my thoughts inside, uh, then I really do have trust issues that uh, we want to heal. Uh, some of us have really developed this necessity of always being uh, the superhero, the superman, the superwoman, um, to have it all together, to always have to present as super strong. We uh, get into a place where I don't trust people with my vulnerability, with my truth, with my honesty, as Stacy was talking about, um, because they have perpetually let me down. And when you get to that place of uh, believing everyone will always disappoint you or trick you, then you can end up sabotaging uh, your relationships. You can end up sabotaging friendships. You can end up sabotaging your connection with family. You can even end up uh, sabotaging romantic relationships uh, because you are constantly uh, questioning. You are constantly testing people. Uh, you are perpetually in some ways, perpetrating, right? You're presenting a version of yourself, uh, but not the, the fullness of who you are uh, because of the trust issues. And so this can uh, leave us in a very painful place because you may end up doing what we call in psychology a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Or self-fulfilling expectation, meaning I'm expecting something to happen, and so I act in such a way that creates the very thing that I feared would happen. So an example would be uh, in friendship. If I believe uh, that no one is a real friend and no one can be trusted, then I will stay very superficial with people. Um, I may uh, be attacking or aggressive and that causes people to pull away. And then that then confirms our misbelief because we'll say, I knew it. I knew I couldn't depend on them. I knew they were fake. I knew they were phony. And not looking at our behavior in terms of keeping this cycle going, the ways in which we have fed into this pattern. Another way you can know you have trust issues is when you uh, are constantly ruminating, that is like replaying 
thoughts, right? Kind of overthinking. And uh, the thoughts are uh, usually predominantly overwhelmingly negative, right? So I'm always imagining, you know, what this person might be thinking about me. And I never imagined they could be thinking something good, right? That's the piece with the trust issue is not only do I think I can read everyone's mind, but I'm always anticipating that what they are thinking or feeling about me is bad, right? Is negative. And so if this sounds familiar to you, then you want to really uh, take a look at your heart, your thinking, your relationships, and make some decisions about, do I really want to shift and to heal and to be more open uh, in this new season? Uh, Because what it connects with is a disbelief that I can ever be happy, right? When I am constantly scanning my environment uh, for the harm, for the bad, for the deception, Uh, That feels more likely to me, more possible for me than goodness, right? Uh, It seems more possible for me than happiness or pleasure or trust or real friendship or real connection. And so uh, to really start to dismantle and to heal those wounds so that we can trust again is can you dare to believe that you can have some joy in your life? Can you dare to believe that you could have some peace? Can you dare to believe that some people actually appreciate you, that some people will want to be in relationship or friendship with you? Can we dare to believe uh, the possibility of wellness, goodness, connection, here it is. Can you dare to believe that you can be loved, right? Do you believe that you are lovable or have the experiences of your life made you believe that that is not possible for you, that may be for everyone else, but not for you? And I want you to know that you are worthy of care, that you are worthy of respect, that you are worthy of love. And if your instinct when you hear that is to say, well, I know I am, but nobody will ever do it, then a part of us may not actually believe that we are. A part of you may not believe that you can actually receive that, right? That you can actually receive it of what would it mean to be uh, treated well? What would it mean to be honored instead of dishonored? to be respected instead of disrespected, to be loved instead of being hated or being discarded. And so another sign that we have trust issues to heal is when we uh, are very secretive and we can call that private or confidential if we want to. But if I never feel safe to share my thoughts and my feelings my needs, my wants, my desires, Um, if I am guarded all the time and with everyone, then I really have uh, issues around trust. Uh, And so you are living uh, a life hiding 
hiding from the people who are around you. And when we talk about homecoming and authenticity, we want to be able to come out of hiding. Now, it doesn't mean that I have to tell everybody everything about me because not everyone is your friend or not everyone you're in relationship with, um, but there uh, can be an aim. I invite you to consider the possibility of creating safe spaces where you can be honest and authentic. And the other piece about trust issues is it often leaves us feeling lonely and isolated. And you can be lonely and isolated even around people. So you might gather with family and still feel isolated or disconnected. You might go out, uh, well, now we're in the pandemic, but when things are safe, you may go out with a group of friends and still feel like nobody really gets you, nobody really understands you, nobody really appreciates you. Do you know you can even be in a dating relationship, even in a marriage, and feel lonely and isolated uh, because we are not free. We are not free to really express ourselves and to be the fullness of who we are. And so if you are in a place where you want to be able to embrace your authenticity, your honesty, uh, where you want to be able uh, to experience liberation, to not have to constantly filter or not have to constantly censor yourself, then you are wanting to really heal uh, those trust issues. And so one of the ways that we heal it um, is to look at the evidence instead of our assumptions. Look at the evidence instead of our assumptions. And so uh, some people have actually been kind. And because of our old scripts, uh, we see the kindness and assume that it must be a trick, that it must be manipulation, that it must be deception because of what other people have done. And so you want to uh, really attend to how people have shown up for you, that some people have been caring, that some people are respectful, that some people are actually honest. And so we make a decision that I don't want to punish people or treat people uh, in a way that is not aligned with or does not match how they have treated me, right? And so I don't want to treat people like an enemy when they have actually been a friend. I don't want to treat people uh, like they are out to get me when all they have done is express concern for me. And so I encourage you uh, to become more discerning and more selective so that we don't have a blanket response of distrust to everyone. And so a part of what that means is not only do I look at the evidence of how people have showed up for me, um, but I also uh, make a commitment to looking at people as individuals, right? Uh, so many times we lump groups of people together. And so people will say, I don't trust men or I don't trust women. They'll say, I don't trust people of this race or I don't trust 
trust people from that neighborhood or I don't trust people from that country or I don't trust people um, who don't have any money or I don't trust people who have a lot of money. You know, we create these rules based on our fears and we don't actually uh, take the opportunity to meet people as they are. And so uh, we decide that we challenge our thinking to say, what is my history with this individual, right? What is my understanding of this specific person instead of uh, treating people in such a way that really matches what was warranted by people in the past, yes? And so as you are now trying to uh, build relationship or friendship or connection, really try to separate your ideas and your experience with each person so that they can stand on their own instead of uh, in the mud, in the heaviness of our yesterday. So we begin to recognize uh, that each person um, has unique characteristics, and we also want to be mindful that sometimes we have trouble trusting others because we don't trust ourselves. And we don't trust ourselves either because we feel like we've had bad judgment before or we were tricked or deceived before. Um, but I want you to know that as we get older, with more experience, you have more understanding. And so to be able to look at the nuance, the specifics, the details of each circumstance, instead of having to lump it all together or overgeneralize, and so to start to heal your trust of yourself, right? To know that none of us is perfect. None of us is going to get it right all the time. Uh, the reality is that sometimes people do deceive us or they do lie. And at the same time, I will not abandon myself by saying I can never trust what I feel. I will not abandon myself by saying I can never trust my thoughts. But instead, I will honor and reclaim myself to recognize uh, there is some wisdom in you. There is some knowledge in you. And even if you didn't get everything right all the time, it does not erase the reality that there is wisdom that you carry. And so we want to learn how to start honoring that. Another reason sometimes we don't trust ourselves is because of our own violations of other people. Meaning, uh, for example, sometimes people will accuse you of being unfaithful because they've been unfaithful. Sometimes people will assume that you must be lying because they're lying. And so if you um, have lived in such a way where you have not let your integrity be the guide, but you have let your ego um, or greed or selfishness make your decisions for you, then sometimes you can assume that that's what everybody else is doing all the time, right? That if you um, are tricky, <laughs> you are uh, deceptive or manipulative, 
then when you encounter someone else, then you might assume they're doing the same thing you're doing, right? So if you're playing games with people, right, uh, then you may assume everybody is playing games. So you want to really look at, are my trust issues rooted in the hurts uh, uh, and the, the betrayals of my past and or are, is my distrust actually rooted in my knowledge of myself and the ways in which I have broken commitments and covenants and the ways in which I have been disloyal? Yes. So this healing of trust really requires a homecoming of honesty, of telling yourself the truth about, uh, am I projecting? Are there issues I have that I'm putting on everybody else? And it's for you to be able to answer that question uh, for yourself. And then it's going to be important for those whose trust issues are rooted in uh, betrayals or violations of the past to actually address those issues, to look at them, to examine them, to process through it, work through it so that I can be healed, so that my wounds of yesterday are not dictating my life. That I don't want my wounds to make all my relationship choices, that I actually want to heal. And so some of you are uh, working on healing trust issues from betrayals that were ha that happened earlier in your life. And then some of you may be working on trust issues because you were betrayed by the person uh, that you are currently with and you're looking to heal that. And so in that uh, circumstance, when it is the same person, then it, what will really happen is time and evidence that basically the person will have to earn your trust back, right? They will have to earn it in their communication, in their conversation, by being trustworthy over time. So it is not just, you know, flipping a switch. Sometimes when there has been uh, unfaithfulness or the breaking of an agreement, uh, the person may say, well, I apologized and I thought you accepted it. But, you know, accepting an apology is not the same thing as building trust, right? You can accept an apology, but still have a big road ahead of you in terms of the repair work of trying to regain, to earn back uh, someone's trust. And that takes uh, patience, time, and an openness to the process, being open uh, to the possibility of rebuilding, right? And that part is a decision, but it is a decision that does not yield instant results, uh, but it is a journey that you engage in together. And so we take the risk of having faith in people, having faith in ourselves, we take the risk because the reward is uh, connection. The reward can be love. The reward can be relationship. Uh, the reward can be friendship and companionship. So that is why we are motivated to work through our trust issues because on the other side of that, there can be some freedom, some liberation, uh, some love, right, on the other side of that. Now, I want to say as a final point uh, that 
some people and some experiences will disappoint you in the future. So it's not to say, oh, you just need to release your trust issues because no one will ever hurt your feelings again, right? That would be a lie, right? The, the reality is it's a part of our human experience that there will be disappointments. There is a part of our human experience uh, that people will not be perfect. It will just be for you to determine uh, two things. One, when I get disappointed uh, by someone breaking my trust for me to know that that is not a measure of my worth or my value, right? That even if friends, family members, partners, spouses have broken your trust, I want you to know that you are deserving and worthy of care, of love, of faithfulness, of reliability of consistency. You are worthy of that, even if you did not receive it. And then the second part of it is for, uh, as you recognize that you are worthy, right, of love and respect, that even though the disappointments can hurt you, that it does not have to uh, destroy your sense of yourself, your sense of your identity, that you are who you believed yourself to be, but people have let you down. Yes. And then uh, when those experiences happen, you just have to make a, a decision within yourself of, do I want to rebuild trust with this person, meaning a friend let me down, and then I have to decide, do I want to work on rebuilding and restoring the friendship or uh, was the disappointment or violation or betrayal to the level that I want to end the friendship or end the relationship and then I'm moving forward with my life and rebuilding my trust, healing my trust as I interact with other people. And, you know, which decision you make is going to be up to you and be specific case by case, relationship by relationship. But I want you to know, uh, despite the betrayals of the past, the disappointments of the past, that you can trust again, that you can rebuild and restore your trust of yourself. You can rebuild and restore your ability to trust people and to have the fullness of life, which includes authenticity, openness, honesty, truth. I'm excited about where you are in the journey and thinking about the value of our relationships, our family, our friendships, as we journey in this process of coming home to ourselves and being at home in the presence of another. I invite your heart and your soul and your mind and your spirit and your body to receive the fullness of this affirmation, welcome home. <laughs>